Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name's Kevin. And I'm Leslie. Season 2, episode 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that mean? Just can't wait for this to be over. Shut up. Don't be... be don't be silly. You have whinged about this. Because it's hideous. Anyway. <laughs> I'll give anyway, you my that... review and rating at the end, but I'll keep the suspense. <laughs> People might not know how I feel about this album quite yet. Well, we're not going to get into that, right? Because a lot of people like this album. And I am so happy for them. A lot of people like Westlife. Means nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Means nothing. Right, okay. Uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're at Britpop Banter. You can email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. You can still send us um, the albums you want to, to us to talk about for the listener choice, which is next uh, episode, which we'll get to. Um, all views expressed in this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at JJ72, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. I do. I really do. Uh, so last episode, Doves, Lost Souls. Yeah. What's your thoughts? How do you feel? You listen to it back? Yes, and I think that... Um... We did it justice. <laughs> well, we did, but also how the album gets a lot of support. It's a lovely album. It's a lovely album. I think it was a good way to start the season because it's given... When I think about the albums that we'll probably talk about, it's a good start. Good start? Good album to sum up that time. Yeah, okay. And because it was released in 2000, it kind of... That it was one of the, the album that yeah. did the step change. yes. You know, coming out of the 90s, it did the step change into more of the indie that we'll probably talk about. Yeah, more okay. of that style. So I think it was quite a good... This is going to be what we talk about from now on. Few people hadn't listened to it before. No. Took a bit of time to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Some people forgot about it, re-listened to it. Yeah. What, I, what I've really liked, and um, we've had a couple of comments around, is that... Because we're now two weeks, right? We don't see each other, and we're leaving this to the last minute today. We don't see each other for two weeks, and it feels a bit weird. And so you sort of miss it a bit. But what I've really liked is seeing the listeners have time to do homework. Like, you, know, like you see pictures of them holding up, like, the JJ72 album or the Doves album and going, Oh, I'm about to sit down. That's, that's not... I like that. That that's is nice. nice. That is nice. You know, we're not flying through these albums. Yeah, I apologise in advance about making you listen to JJ72. <laughs> that's all, Kev. <laughs> Um, so, JJ72, I'm not the only one who picked this, by the way. Okay, good. Don't come at me. Who's but other people? Wayne Field. Great, well and, done, Wayne. And Next. Mizzo. Mizzo, what? Carry so, on. No, that's it too. Brilliant. Well, there we go. <laughs> so that's three people, you know. That's, cool. It's you start, why don't you start a little, like, WhatsApp group or Facebook <laughs> group, and, you know, sit there and talk about, what's your favourite? I like oxygen. What's your favourite? I like October swimming. <laughs> Let's talk about the third album. Oh, hold on. <laughs> but we can't, because guess why? Oh my god. Sorry. This is Cooler Shaker, this is Reef, this is. Anyway, we're going to get through this, it's fine. Right. So, last couple of big things have happened since we caught up with each other last. The first and really sad news is about Andrew Weatherall. Oh, yeah, I know. Can't and so young. Like, yeah, he and was just like bang, fifty-six. I know. I know. So um, we talked about him on the Primal Scream episode, and I sort of 
knew vaguely who he was and knew sort of talked about who he was and his career and all this sort of stuff. Um, so he worked with New Order, Happy Mondays. He's obviously well known for his work on Screamadelica, uh, which earned Primal Screen's Mercury Prize in 92. Uh, he was a DJ, and I found a site the other day with all his all his DJ stuff. Oh. Man, he just he's he was solid. He was a good DJ. Yep. Like sort of funky house, bit of disco. Just he was he was good. Really, like um, like not underappreciated, but probably just flew under the radar. Like you hear a lot of tracks or albums that he had a part in, but you didn't didn't connect. You wouldn't, yeah, no. So he was um, in Sabres of Paradise and Two Lone Swordsmen. And there was an interview, uh, you know, there was lots of comments around him. And he was sort of the un, one of the unspoken real DJs. Like, if people talk about the Pete Tongs or mm. Paul Ockenfold and all that sort of stuff. He was one of them. He just wasn't the big persona or didn't do as no. much in terms of the, the dates and stuff. But he was solid for mm-hmm. years. One of, the, one of the quotes I saw was Irvin Welsh. Your mate. Still remember you. Me and Irvin. <laughs> uh... Andrew was a long-time friend, collaborator, and one of the most talented persons I've known. Also one of the nicest. Genius is an overworked term, but I'm struggling to think of anything else that defines him. Wow. So, there's a, so I list, a lot of people have been posting his Essential Mix from 1996. And it's, it's solid. It's really good. Particularly Hour 2 is really good. Um, so that's really sad, actually. 56. Yeah, I know. What was that? Like, it, just, it, was a... it was an embolism, yeah, or whatever you right. call it. Is that the right word? Yeah, just a blockage by your a, brain. Yeah. Goodbye. Yep. Uh, we had the Brit Awards happen. Yes. Did you watch any of that? No, I didn't. But no, I neither did like, I. I read a lot about it. What did you read? Well, I saw a picture of uh, Lewis Capaldi with a bottle of Buckfast, so <laughs> I think that's the highlight. And then he got slammed for promoting alcohol use. <laughs> and that alcohol of all. And that alcohol, yeah, yeah. What's actually, what's Buckfast? Like a tonic wine made by monks. Right. That Glaswegians drink. Right. I mean, I don't want to, you know, just point the finger at Glaswegians, but I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, rough drink, right? Oh. Is that, it's not really like it's that's quite easy to drink, but it's like rocket fuel. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Bottle of that, and you're throwing yourself in front of buses and all sorts. <laughs> like it's. I've had it once. Right. I've never had it. But not like loads. I just had like a swig of someone's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all right. It tastes mm. like. Kind of like. Not cough, a bit cough medicine y. Right, okay, okay. But, um. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Brit Awards, they happened. Best album. So I'll go through the, the winners. Yes. Get your thoughts on that. So the best album was Dave, Psychodrama, which yeah. you called, which you which you really liked. So one over, Harry, Harry Styles, Ugh. Lewis Capaldi, Michael Kionuka? No. He was going to be homework last year. He just missed out. So well, who's I... he? So he actually sang on... A track of the Little Sims album. Oh. And he also, in fact, what he's known for, have you ever watched the show Big Little Lies? With uh, Nicole Kidman yes, and yes, I saw the theme one. tune? Oh. That's him. Right. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Uh, and Stormzy. So uh, Dave won that. Best song, Lewis Capaldi. What one? There's someone you loved. Oh. Uh, male artist, Stormzy. Yeah, fair. Overall, the best of the album, guys. Um, female Mabel 
Oh no. Over Charlie XCX, <laughs> FKA Twigs, Freya Ridings, and Mahalia. Sweet. Yeah. I love the fact that I know none of them. I know none of them either. Uh, group, best group, <laughs> Falls, which is, I would say, all right, pretty, pretty good. Over Coldplay, <laughs> Bastille, D Block Europe, and Bring Me the Horizon. Oh. I love Bring Me the Horizon. Do you? Yeah. That's my gym music. That's how I've got these sweet, sweet gains. As, yeah. Wow. Uh, best new artist, Capaldi. So he got that over uh, over H, uh, Dave, Mabel, and Sam Fender. Oh. Right. International male, Tyler the Creator, over Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Burn the Boy, Dermot Kennedy, and Post Malone. Last one, international female, Billie you Eilish. Might, you might have to listen to Dermot Kennedy. Really? Just saying. Okay. I uh, don't know who that is, but all right. Female, uh, Billie Eilish over Ariana Grande, Lana Del Rey, Camilla Cabello, and Lizzo. Any thoughts about that? Lizzo. She was just here, wasn't she? She yeah, played at the Opera House. Either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just, I, I know very little of those guys and girls. I played Lizzo at my little DJ gig. Did you? Love that. What song did Good you Good as hell. Okay, how'd yeah. it go over? Oh, they asked for it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> um, so, what do you think of the Bond theme? I like it. Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's a, it's a perfect Bond theme. It's a typical Bond theme. For the first two minutes, I'm a bit... Well, but what I think, and I've, I've talked to a few people about this, I... Um, I like how she re- it shows her uh, vocal range. Like I think she's I, I think she, I w- after listening to her album, which I can't really get into, and then hearing the Bond song for two minutes, you're like, is she gonna stretch? Is she gonna go that extra mile? And then she does, and you're like, wow, she can sing, and it fits the profile. And it's something that Adele didn't do. So Adele's Bond. When you listen it was a bit bland. It was a very bland song. And I expected better things from her, because I actually am a secret Adele fan. Yeah. Not yeah. a secret now, but... It's out. It's out. No, but the, in the Bond song, you expect her to go to that next level, and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you go, ah. Whereas uh, Eilish, on the flip side, you don't expect it, and you get it. So it's a nice little, oh, you, you can sing fantastically. So no, I'm actually, I'm all in. I'm so excited for this James Bond. I'm so excited. I love James Bond. I'm going through uh, Daniel Craig's now to, to get in the mood, get me ready. I'm excited. Okay, good. You want to go see it with me? No. No. Not a big fan. No? No. Um, what else? On Billie Eilish, so I do want to touch upon one thing, because I actually think it's important to go say, because we are on social media. So Billie Eilish has had to come off social media because of the trolls. Just getting such terrible comments. And About just, what? Just hard and nastiness and you're ugly and this and you're going to die and just the usual crap. Then in the UK, now I don't necessarily know this person particularly well, but the Love Island host, oh, yes. Caroline Flack, um, allegedly hanged herself at the age of 40 because of the media in the UK and social media, which has then started this hashtag be kind. I just wanted today to say I hope that everyone can be kind like we joke about bands and things and we talk about like but when it starts to get personal and it affects people Mm. it's just downright nasty yeah 
And to sit behind a computer or on your phone and think you're big and brave to write comments that are clearly nasty and whether they are sexist, misogynist, racist, homophobic, downright nasty, death threats, you really are a piece of scum. Yeah. So I just would hope that everyone, there's a lot of people that listen to this are on Twitter and all various forms of social media. I know it's not them, but if we see things just to block it and just be kind... Because too many people in this day and age are losing their life because of morons on social media. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy just to sit in your house like a loser and just comment on a computer. Things that you'd never say to anyone's mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly causing people pain. Mm-hmm. So just when I read that, this and you know, it's I know it affects males as well. Females seem to get a lot of um you know, lots of different types of commentary, as mm-hmm. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I just go, that's... In one week, we've had the death of someone who's 40 mm-hmm. because of social media and actually the British press. Mm-hmm. And then we've got probably the biggest female musician or music star at the moment mm-hmm. who's about to release a Bond theme. Like, mm-hmm. that's a career pinnacle. Having to come off social media mm-hmm. because of the backlash and because of comments mm. in one week. Yeah, yeah. Let's just be better than that. Yeah. Well said. I um, I actually uh, yeah. So Hashtag be kind. Yeah, our our Twitter feed. I um, speaking of our Twitter. I, I actually we've got what thirteen hundred followers, and I actually think like our our Twitter feed is actually really quite positive. Yeah, it's and really supportive, and there's some really nice people out and there. That's how it can be. That's how it can be, right? We're all supportive, and we share memories and music and all sorts of stuff. So I'm actually pretty grateful for that. When I go into my personal Twitter feed and start to look around, and I sort of, like, like you said, some of the comments or, you know, women especially, the unsolicited, unsolicited stuff they get sent is crazy. Like, it is, I mean, in what scenario do men think it's okay? Or does anyone think it's okay to send lewd images to someone no, else? Never okay. It's just, it's, anyway, going off topic. But, um... I, one of the things I did from Twitter was I turned off the autoplay on videos, right? Because sometimes when you're on your Twitter, you're looking through, you see something you do not want to see. Whether it's acts of violence, animal cruelty, oh, no. fights, whatever it is, it just turns up in your feed. And I actually, I don't know whether, I, like, if I see something, it will stick with me for, for days. Yeah. And that was one of the best things I've ever done on Twitter. I wish I could do it on flipping Facebook, to be honest. Um, but I um, would say to anyone that has come across, go and turn it off. It's probably one of the best things. And it also mutes sensitive comments as well. So anything racist or derogatory, it just doesn't show the comment or the video at all. It helps. Yeah, and because there's no need for it. Um, we had, th- this has been one hell of a summer. Um, we had some major storms. Yes. So Well needed rain. It's hammered it down in Australia, which is great. So bushfires are are well under control. But on the flip side of that, for three days, uh, it absolutely hammered. I've never seen rain like that in Australia. I had a tree, my back neighbour's tree, fell into my house, um, missed my bedroom window by literally a couple of metres, took down my fence, ripped up some of the pool equipment, and then this week I had a power outage. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no electricity for 12 hours. It cut off during the night. And you forget 
what the basics you need at electricity is. Like, like I mean, obviously the lights, but like just little things like, oh, I'm gasping for a cup of coffee. Oh, wait. Can't make a cup of coffee. How long oh, was it out for? I'll just log on. Wait, there's no Wi-Fi. Like, just little stuff like that. It was out from three in the morning till about one o'clock in the afternoon. And it was oh, horrible. Horrible. Did you get impacted at all? Our garage got flooded. Oh, yeah. Any damage? Yeah, like some of this peripheral stuff around is going to have to go. And yeah, it's it's a bit gross. Yeah. Weather is just insane at the moment. Yeah. It's not for anyone who has visited Australia this summer. I feel so sorry for them because they've just been hit left, right, and centre. Yeah, with I know. Everything. I'm supposed to have a barbecue today. That's not looking that promising. No, nah, looks like it's going to rain. Shall we get into song of the week? Yay! Do you want to sing it? Song of the week, song of the week, song of the week. <laughs> Crimson Bloom, cut me down. Um, this came out. What's today? The twenty second. Yes. Came out yesterday Yay. on the twenty first. Um, so taking a cue from a classic, classic British guitar rock and indie via the Lars Teenage fan, fan Club and mid-period Beatles, Cut Me Down's new single from Teesside's Crimson Bloom is a deceptively sun-filled rumination on loss of identity through addiction and more specifically social media. Oh. The first new material since the well-received but very much under-the-radar debut album which relied almost solely on the Stone Roses for inspiration. Boom, boom. The song suggests a broadening, broadening of influence and first glimpses of the forthcoming second album would reinforce this expansion. Somebody coined the term Jangle Banger on hearing an early mix of this track with a heavy nod to its burgeoning psychedelic beat, music of the 1960s and a crisp, punchy, modern production that may be an apt term, but who knows where they're heading next. So, Crimson Bloom, cut me down.
Jangly. Thank you, Crimson Bloom. Cut me down. All right. Let's say it. Yeah. <laughs> Feels weird we've got a jingle for that now, right? Well, it's about time. <laughs> what do you mean it's about time? Pain in the arse that was to create. Right, right. what have we got? Talk to me. Today we have Cortinas, More Again Forever, and Circle Waves Happy, which we'll discuss. (laughs) I hope so. Yes, because there's going to be two parts to that. Okay. Um, We're going to do Cortinas first. Okay. So Cortinas... As we know, English band, been around for a while, 2006. Mm-hmm. We've got Liam Frey on lead um, guitar vocals, Michael Campbell on the drums, mm-hmm. Daniel Moore's rhythm guitar, and Mark Capello on bass. Okay. Um, he was later replaced by actually the band's producer, Joe Cross, in 2015. Really? Yes, he was. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. They've released six studio albums. Six? Yes, they have. St. Jude, Falcon, Anna, Concrete Love, Mapping the Rendezvous, and then this year's um, More Again Forever. They've released several EPs and two DVD albums. So they've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) And they've been up and about. Okay. Um, Go-getters. Yeah. They're go-getters. Yeah. All music and the lyrics for them are written by Liam uh, Frey, who's the front man. Um, And he claims all the songs that he writes are always about personal experiences. Wow, okay. So, in your brain, once you listen to the song, think about it. Um, so, reviews, NME, four out of five. Four out of five? Yep. Wow. More Again Forever, their most focused and adventurous work to date. The Manchester's band's sixth album gives lie to the misconception that they rock <laughs> out in the indie landfill, exploring psychedelia and glam electro. Um, I'm trying to be a better man, whatever that is. Cartina's frontman Liam Frey promises on sixth album... A record born of the worst year of his life oh. and a journey of self-improvement and rediscovery after excess addiction and an ex- existential folk. Here's a band often unfairly tipped into the Neolithic indie landfill. That's a good term, indie landfill. There's a few that could go in there. Might Stop talk it. About them. Stop it. Um, who have also strived to create work outside of the shadow of the term. More than ever, though, there's vulnerability and adventurous spirit that's entirely at odds with their misplaced parka monkey reputation. <laughs> um, more Again Forever strikes a mature balance. It's escapist in its sound, but humane in its approach to the world. It's experimental but familiar and tests what the band are capable of while proving to be their most focused work to date. Um, Is that any mean? Uh-huh. Sometimes yep. enemy to do. The, the, That's good. The I like that. Yeah. Um, indie is not a genre. Four out of four point five out of five. Wow. Yep. 
Um, it's been almost four years since Cortina's released their last album, Mapping the Rendezvous, and the, and the band are set to release their new album, More Again Forever. Does it live up to the standards of their previous albums, or does More Again Forever miss the mark? Clearly not with 4.5. 4.5, yeah. Um, Heart Attack opens the album fast-paced in a catchy chorus and different from the Cortina's tracks that we've seen on previous album. Mm-hmm. Um, it was added to their set list in their December shows um, at Manchester Arena and London's Olympia Theatre and has become a massive crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. And it sees Cortina's move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. More Again Forever sees Cortina's depart from their lad rock sound and it's a change to be received with open arms. With a balance between high-energy bangers and stripped backtracks, Cortinas have found themselves with More Again Forever, potentially the best album in their discography. Wow, it's good. Yes. Okay, cool. Would you like to give us your thoughts, please? <laughs> um, just quickly on Blossoms and your little rant. Um, I listened to it again. I've actually listened to it quite a bit. I've listened to it again last oh, night. God. Sitting outside in the garden. Nice night last night. A beer on the go. And uh, playing that over the speakers. And it was... And I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, I like this album. See, you are such a... I don't know. There was another day you put that you actually were becoming more agreeing with my rating and you thought it was crap. You put that actually out and on I said, media. I said, maybe I need to... No, I said I need to re-listen to it. And you and were I like, said, I actually agree. I think I'm going to get more closer to Les's And then I listened to and it again. And then you started listening to it. You're fickle. <laughs> you, you really are. You're hashtag fickle. Okay. And I'm hashtag conviction. Whatever. How can you just flip flop like that? You're like one of those things. You know those things you get in Christmas crackers? It's like that cellophane fish and you put it on your hand to tell your fortune and it flips around. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> right. Shall we get into this? All right. So what did I think of this? So the good... Heavy Jacket, More Again Forever, Better Man, Hanging Off Your Cloud is the best song on the album and one of the best songs I've heard in a while, right? So I want to play it, if that's all right. If you, if, so we'll come to your review. If you go good, we're going to play it. So Because this is my section, I'll decide. Yeah, of course. That's what okay, I, it's Les Says. It's not Kev Says. Well. But nudge. Um, previous Parties is good. The meh, Heart Attack Depending on my mood, mm. I go, yep or nah. It can border into cheesy Kaiser Chief territory, and then other times I'm like, no, I quite like this. Um, Joy of Missing Out is okay. Take It on the Chin is okay. Overall, interesting album, right? A lot of foot tappers on here. It was really enjoyable. I've never listened to these guys before. Have you not? No. So I really, it was nice to, I went, when it kicked in, I'm like, I quite like this. Now, it can venture into cheesiness at some times. However, there are two standouts on this album that don't sound like anything else on the album, mm-hmm. and they hook me. Like, absolutely hook me. So Hanging Off Your Cloud is like track five or something. Yeah. Is stunning. It's a stunning piece of music, and it just... It's weird. It comes out of nowhere. It doesn't sound like it belongs on the album, but when you get to it, I'm like, oh my God, I literally stopped what I was doing and went... I want to hear this. And back to the start. Wow, what a song, right? I love it. But do you not find there's that annoying ding? No. Ding. ding. Don't ruin the song for me. Ding. No. You hear that. I love it. But honestly, sometimes at the end, I'm like, what is that? Maybe it's just this, that ding. Are you sure the ding's not in your head? Ding. No, I swear. Listen. Right, so 
Um, and the last song is Heaven Even oh, Worth great. It. So those two songs are gorgeous. They actually don't sound like the rest of the band, but they're gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so they feel like they're a different band. Overall, there's a really good mix of songs here. It's definitely worth a listen. Seven and a half out of ten. Boom. So I put really, really great album, well produced, has variety. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, has the Britpop stomping tracks like um, Heart Attack, Heavy Jacket. Yep. But then the more softer, introspective songs like Is Heaven Even Worth It, Better Man, Hanging Off mm-hmm. Your Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, great tracks for me. I do like Heart Attack. It's a punch in the face. Start of the album, here we go, bring yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like More Again Forever. I love Better Man. Try to be a better man. Yeah, it's Whatever good that. That's my favourite. Hanging off your cloud, which is amazing, but it's got that ding. One day at a time, and is heaven even worth it? Um, I enjoyed this album more with every listen. Yeah. Um, and I will come back to this album. You had it on when I walked year. in the door. Yeah, no, I really, really, yeah. really like it. Eight out of ten. Hey, all right. I really like it. What do you want to play from the album? Hanging off your clothes. Yay! I was going to say Better Man, but you're clearly passionate. So beautiful, we'll... beautiful song. All right, so we will. Not play... that you deserve it, but we'll play it.
Right, who's next? Circle Waves. Now, you text me saying, oh, it's only seven songs, and I didn't want to give it away. Yes, it is only seven songs, because what they're doing is they're releasing their album in two parts. So they released the first part in January, which is Happy, mm-hmm. and they released Sad, which is on the 13th of March. And so basically it's going to be an album of two parts released at different times. Happy, Sad. And when I read that, I was like, I actually think that's quite interesting. Annoying, super annoying. Why? Seven songs. But it's half an album, it's purpose. What's No, it's stupid. JJ72 is stupid. This is Don't bring them... No... No, right. because they're doing it. So basically, it's oh. going to come with Happy, and it's going to then come with the sister piece, Sad, to make a few albums. So basically, then you're going to you're going to. I wanted you to listen to the first half, then the second half, and then judge it then as a full album. Ah, oh, now that would have been smarter. But that's what I am doing. Okay, cool. But I still have to give this a rating, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Because what I want you to do is to think about this, rate it, and then the second part, and then as a full album, do you think it's cohesive? Do you think it's good? Do you think that was a good um, idea? Mm-hmm. I just thought it was something a bit different. Yeah, okay, okay. So, um, while you're doing that, just just so you know, I'm looking at the price of this album. Wow. Right? It's a full price cost, okay? For seven songs. Maybe then you get the second part for free. Who knows? But anyway, that's what they're doing. So, the 13th of March... So it's a part, an album split into two, different themes happy, on both sad. albums. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. So this is the happy part. So okay. by the nature of it, I'm sure the sad part's going to be sad. But anyway, who are Circa Waves? Yeah, who are you they? You ask. They, oh. are fo- they are from Liverpool. Oh, typical. Here we go. <laughs> 10 out of 10 from Leslie. Yep. No. <laughs> um, yeah, we may as well just finish it now. So basically... Um, yeah, so they, cons- they they formed in 2013. They consist of vocalist and guitarist Kieran Shuddle, guitarist Joe Faulkner, bassist Sam Rourke and drummer Colin Jones. Okay. They all met through mutual friends at Liverpool Sound City in 2013. Mm-hmm. Then they worked as a stage manager at a festival and during the summer and autumn of 2013 they played several short UK tours. Um and then started to release uh, their music. This is their fourth album. Fourth? Now, we're going to include Happy and Sad as fourth together. Got it. So, three previous. So, um, so the album being released in two parts. Happy it was released in January, and Sad's going to be released, as I said, in March. So, the double con- album concept represents two sides of this tech-saturated, highly insecure age. Okay? So, it's a, it's a concept album. Which I find interesting, and that's why I wanted to do it. I didn't tell you that it was split in two because I actually wanted to hear your rant about the seven songs. <laughs> it took you twenty-four hours to send me a text. Seven songs? Question mark. And I went, yes, because <laughs> you're always like that. Oh, you've not an album. You've given me the wrong thing. And I was like, yeah, you mm-hmm. stuck a couple of EPs in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I knew better. Um, and you had no idea till now. No. I've kept that. Yeah, okay. Must. Anyway, so let's so basically let's review the first part. So Review Geek gave it seven and a half out of ten, just the first part. While there isn't anything particularly groundbreaking here, the album itself is a lot of fun and chock full of some really catchy records. This compilation of uplifting songs works surprisingly well to bring everything together and I'm intrigued to see what part two has in store for us. If you've been a band, a fan of the band in the past, this is a pretty good album to get into. And while not everyone has enjoyed the progression this group has made over the years, 
I like their current confidence, sonic and style. While the summer feels like a long way away in England right now, Circa Waves Happy should be enough to warm you up while you wait. Okay. Um, I'll start. So I I really like the concept of it. It's it's I like things that you get weird about stuff like this. I actually go, that's gonna be really smart. It'll be really interesting to see how sad is. Ryan Adams did this before where he released kind of two albums and he had one where he does this real beautiful cover of Wonderwall. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, yeah. And then there's the other one and it had was a bit more rocky and he kind of released them very quickly. And this is kind of similar. I don't think they were supposed to be the same album, but this, well, I'll just be interested to see how it works. Then I would be interested to see if they actually release it together so you can listen to it all in one or you'll have to shift. Anyway, just judging this part, for me, I put really uplifting, I guess, hence the name Happy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, but I, it just has that feel that Scouse bands have. I just like it. It's jangly, it's happy, it's uplifting. We vocals. Woo-hoo, love it. Um, looking forward to Sad on the 13th. And then keen to hear how we what we think about it there. Great tracks. Jacqueline, Be Your Drug, Move to San Francisco. Look, I, yeah, look, obviously it's 25 minutes long. But it's like, bang, bang, 25 minutes that you really enjoy, and then usually I go back to the start again. Seven and a half out of ten. Mm. Seven and a half? Yep. Because it's not quite as good as Cortina's. What's that, point a song you've gone for there? No, not really, but... Right. Do your maths. (laughs) Well, the half a point can be for effort. Um, And then a point for being Scouse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This should be an 11 out of 10 album for sure. (laughs) Um, look, interesting concept. Look, it, it Does it change your mind now that you know that information? No. Has it even... Ent- right. Don't care. Um, You're going to care when you have to listen to Sad. <laughs> look, so, hearing you talk about it, is it something unique and interesting? Yeah, okay. It, I guess it is. Um, as a consumer, seven songs. But you're not. You didn't buy it. No, I didn't buy it. But people will buy it. Free world? They don't have to. Alright, okay, whatever. Look, um, it's to your point, you can't judge an album by seven songs because it's 25 minutes long and it goes in and out and you're back to the start again and you go, oh, okay, I'm back to the start again. Look, don't, it's like I actually enjoyed it. I actually quite liked it, okay. right? So I'm not, I'm not beating it up. Um, so I think, you know, I don't like the fact, I don't like the fact that they've split it into two parts. I'm interested to see if in the second, when they bring Sad out, will they mix the songs? Or literally you'll go from one into the other? Or they'll keep them separate? Like, that's that's quite an interesting concept, right? Yes. But I've got, got to judge this on what it is, which is seven songs which are good, not groundbreaking, right? There is no hanging off your cloud here, right? There is no... It's nice, it's nice pop indie, and it's lovely, and it's summery, and it's beers in the garden, and yeah, it's not bad. Um, the Foles did this correctly, right? So Foles no. did it in two parts, and they gave you two albums, not point no. five of an album. No, because it's not. So they released two. It's the same as Ryan Adams. They did the two albums and said it's part one and part two. So it's not the same album. What they are doing is it's going to be this one album, but it's two parts put together. It's different. I think it's different, it's interesting. And they're going to be very different concepts. Mm-hmm. The Falls two albums didn't sound massively different. It's not like you went, oh. No. 
that's different. This is I'm I'm hoping that sad is very different. So mm-hmm. the contrast is great. So then you go, oh right, yeah, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Because if they do that, then I think that's really clever and that's really strong songwriting that you can actually shift your style. The Falls just gave us twenty two songs of a similar thing, mm-hmm. with one bit one will one part being way better than the other. Yeah, yeah. So that's not groundbreakingly amazing. If this works, this would be great. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the songs are upbeat, fun, catchy, overall good. You know, the good songs, Be Your Drug, Move to San Francisco, I really like. I think that's a lovely song. Yes. Wasted on You, The Things We Knew Last Night, Call Your Name, Love You More is the best track on the album. Beautiful. Lovely, lovely song. Uh, Jacqueline, it's almost the same as Heart Attack. It can be cheesy, but then the next minute you find yourself singing it. Yeah, but good start. Good start. It's a happy. It's a happy, yeah. That's the whole point, and yeah. Uh... Overall, six out of ten. Okay. I, can't, I think I think it's good. It's not groundbreaking. It's not earth shattering. Um, and the seven songs, it actually did annoy me. You know, I would have liked a full album, but I understand the concept. So in two weeks' time, we'll review the second ah, part. Ah, okay, cool. All it's right. It's released on the thirteenth, so that's in two. But weeks. look, overall, it was a good week for homework. Like, yeah. Like actually, two. I actually didn't look at this and go, "Oh my god, this is horrible." What's next week? You might think it next week. Maybe one album, maybe not the other. So next week, Pet Shop Boys. What? Now, they've released a new album, and I was intrigued. And I just want to throw it in there. Let's see if there's anything different. Let's, maybe they're just... Maybe it's going to really surprise us. The album's called Hotspot. Oh, okay. So let's give that a listen. Pet Shop Boys. And then there's a, a new artist, and he's actually doing the rounds. I saw he's playing a couple of festivals in Scotland, and he's actually beginning to get a bit of traction. Irish fella, David Keenan, okay. with his album, A Beginner's Guide to Bravery. Um, now, I've listened to both. And? Just saying. Why bring it up? <laughs> um, but I think, yeah. I think, without giving it too much away, I think, um, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Very different week for homework. Yeah. Because really somebody really new yeah. that you probably never heard of. Yeah. And we've all heard of Pet Shop Boys. Okay. All right. Good. Post Brit Pop One Liners. Brit Pop One Liners. It's a bit of junk. Not, 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 not much on the doves. So, interesting enough, doves, right, did more downloads. Than our top five last season. Don't know what that tells me. It means we're getting more popular. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what's really surprising? Really surprising is that the lowest downloaded episode of the top five last season was definitely maybe. I, th- I know why. It's the timing. Yeah. It's absolutely. The timing of that coming out on the 23rd, 24th of December killed us. Because people were with the families, doing the Christmas thing. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. Yeah. Awesome episode. All right, go on then. Doves, Carl, I like them. I liken them to Swindon Town FC. The fans will say they had some success, but no one actually remembers it. Oh, Ian, just not that interesting. Sorry. Alex, good (laughs) singles band, but could never pull a classic album together. Well, they did, so... Shush. Soundtrack podcast, my most eagerly anticipated album of 2020. I agree. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Chris, soundtrack to uni, so good there are no words. Oh, just like yours. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Chesh. Oh my god. <laughs> Agree. Um, well done. Yeah. Isaac, they got back together because, well, maybe they're just like Prince's mother. They're never satisfied. Do you get that? Of course. What do you mean? I don't get it. Prince. The song, um. She's never my mother. She never said. Ah, cry Dove when Doves cry. I didn't get that at yeah. all. So yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. It's not an obvious go to, is it? Well, it is. All right, cool. When what? Doves cry is Prince's best song. Okay. I thought his... It was... Okay. I took it literally. Anyway, go. Okay. Mark wrote some great songs in the post-Britpop era, but the singer sings like he's bored. A couple of times. He does a couple of times. <laughs> um, Brianna, underwhelming last year at Malahide. I want to talk about this. I'm not sure how they would go as a live act. Well, I saw them, remember, at Teen the Park and really enjoyed it. We didn't talk about... You talked about you getting the autograph, but you didn't talk about actually seeing them live. Yeah, they were great. Are they good live? They're yeah, because slowing. they were playing the last. Well, no, because they, they, that was when they just they were released the last broadcast. So songs like pounding and stuff, they're quite upbeat. Never listened to. It. Jeez. Um, what's your one liner on doves? Probably similar to uh, old mate Chris, like soundtrack to uni. Um, great memories, beautiful album. Always takes me back to a good place. Oh, lovely. Mm. Okay, cool. Talking about good places, JJ72! Yeah! Oh, what are you doing? Just like looking out the window with a sad face on. It's like I kicked a puppy. Right. Anyway, bye listeners, that's me for this episode. <laughs> I'll see you next week in two weeks. There are people who like JJ72. And, and I'm uh, good. And all of you can have a wee chat about it. On your wee AOL chat room or something, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> Who does that? No, it's just, well, no. Uh, JJ72. Album cover, black with JJ72 written in white. Fairly like simple. The album. Bland. I said black. It's not bland, al- it's definitely not a bland album. Oh, <laughs> well, no, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, released on 9th of September 2000. So, I was back in the UK. I came back to the UK for a year, which is how I sort of um, picked up this album and got into the band. Mm. This is a debut. What followed it, which I had no idea about. I didn't know they released a second album. Oh, what joy. I like to Sky, which got to number 20, surprisingly. And their third album? Stop it. The producer was Ian Capel. Capel. Um, he did Manson's Attack of the Grey Lantern. How the mighty have fallen. Shut up. You can kind of, but if you know that, there are pieces in this album that you can hear his influence, I think, particularly around some of the strings. Right, this is going to be fun. Tracks, 12 tracks, 48 minutes. It got to number 16, Liz. And how long was it in the chart? Two weeks. 29. Don't be a baby during this episode. I really am. Be professional. All right. Look at my look at my body. Look at my body language. You're just doing that, Liam Gallagher. Yes. Yeah. Right. Do you want to know the charts then? Like it. You back yeah. up. Okay. Cool. See. There you go. I know it's all right. So two thousand. Right. Uh, albums. Oh God. Savage Garden affirmation. <laughs> What's Savage Garden sing again? Um, I wanna stand with you on a mountain. God. I wanna lay with you in the sea. You drown. 
<laughs> not a bad thing. We never had to hear that again. You could do that floaty thing. You know how some people can lie on their backs and float? I can't, okay. I can't do that. What do you mean? I, I can't do it. I go under. Do you engage your core? Pulling your glutes? No. Try that. No. Right. It's because I'm very top heavy, Les. With these, with these right. guns, I just sink. Okay. Uh, number nine, the greatest hits with the Houston. Mm. Did you see? She's going on tour. She's dead. Right? They're doing the hologram thing. Oh, no. Yeah, they are. They're bringing out the old uh, hologram that they've done for Tupac. And Whitney's doing it. With real backup band and backup singer, Whitney is a hologram. It's happening. What's your thoughts on holograms? Horrible. Okay. The person's dead, leave them alone. Like, just don't. Mm. Come on. What, who's making money from that? That's, yeah. Don't know. What's the point? Okay. All right. Moby, play. Oh, Amazing. No, what an Amazing album. album. Porcelain. Oh. Great song. Oh, God. Uh, seven, White Ladder by David Gray. Six, Mel C, Northern Star. <laughs> now, there's one song on that I like. What's the dancey song she did? I run to you. Is it Run to You? Or I when Come I to You? Uh, or uh, something to You? So there's a dance one. It's pretty good. That's what it is. Yeah, I come to you. Uh, Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. What's your thoughts on Eminem? It's just brought out a new album, which is number one everywhere. You ever got into... Um, what's the album with Stan? Not this one. I want to. I don't know. I'm not an Eminem. I saw him that once. album's not bad. I saw him playing in Manchester. Good. Uh no, no, no not good. Um, look, I'm not an Eminem fan. I'm all right if you put him on. Mm. It's not too bad. Don't what about Eight Mile? Great movie. Oh, great movie. Really good movie, actually. Um, number four, Blue, In Blue by Coors. <laughs> Was that a reference to being In Blue, the boy band? No. Number three, Ronan by Ronan Keaton. God. The worst. Has he gone back to the UK now? Or is he still here in Australia? No, he's still here. He's like Mel B. Everywhere in away. Australia. Away. Two, Born to Do It by Craig David. Who is... Here, next... No, he's here today. He's playing in Sydney today. Why did we never talk about it? Because the lineup's good. Electric Gardens Festival. Um, why... Because... No, I don't know why we never talked about it. Because we're old. It's not really stopped us before. But Craig David is on the headline stage. Yeah, I mean, that'd be hilarious. Before... Is it Armin van Helden? Like, he's like the second biggest act on the on the marquee for a dance event. Good on him. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, number, number one, Sing When You're Winning by Robbie. Who you admitted you liked last episode. I did not. You said you were a big fan of a couple of his songs. That is the album I had, Mar- Marshall Mathers. That's got Stan on it. Oh, it does? Okay, yeah. cool, perfect. All right. Single, Say It Ain't So by Bon Jovi. Number nine, Freestyler by the Bob Monk... Bob... Bomb Funk MCs? Freestyler, Rocky Microphone, Freestyler. Head to the top of my dome when I rock a rock a rock a rock a rocky microphone. Say, ooh, head to the top of my dome when I rock a rock. That reminds me of my student union. I can see you. Every time that track came on, I had a shot to be like, yeah. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. That thing you do. 100%. Number eight, I Turn to You by Mel. I Turn to You. I said runner come. Same deal. Lucky by Britney Spears. <laughs> Rock DJ by Robbie. Oh. 
Out of Your Mind by True Steppers and Victoria Beckham. That's a good song. Is it? Yeah, I remember that. It's not bad. Four, Big Brother UK TV theme by Element Four. Jeez. Big Brother. Groove Jet is this If This Ain't Love by Spiller. Oh, what a song. Number two, Music by Madonna. Not a good song. This is when. Yes. No, it's not. This is when Madonna went. Do you like it? Boogie, boogie, will you like it? What's this Music <laughs> brings the people come together. <laughs> 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 and number one A1 Take On Me Who are they? Another boy band Is that like a copy of the Aha uh-huh song? Must be Take On Me They're touring with Rick Astley Oh my god Ada, ADL put up that he was he was dead excited to see it I'm like oh, Is he joking? Was no he's serious Aha right. uh-huh and uh, Rick Astley Right so, Anyway that's the fun gone but I'll bring the fun back because we're about to talk about JJ72. Uh-huh. Ready? Yep. JJ72. So this is my first pick, right? Oh, God. If this is what's to come. I think, well, you know what? It's quite a weird one because it wasn't, it was in my sort of highlighted. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll talk to these. And then we had like, a couple of people come through and go, JJ72, JJ72. And I'm like, ah, yeah, literally yeah. a couple. Well, yes. Yes, a couple. That's what I said. Okay, good. And I went, you know what, I'm going to talk about JJ72 because we haven't talked about them and I really like them. Mm. Um, And they're one of those bands that, you know, some people, like, they're not the norm that everyone goes to. Oh, God, look at you. You're such, you know, you just think outside the square. You're such an outlier. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dick. You did, look, to be fair, you did warn me about this one. I, t- I gave you plenty of warning. Sent you an SMS, right? Sent you a message going, because normally, like, we're not doing what we did for the Doves, where we both pick the same song. I go, what song do you want? Not the one song. Like, okay. What's, what's your favourite song? And you went, last two tracks of the final track, Kev. Yeah, no, last two seconds of the final track, you can play that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to deal with. Uh, right, I had a really weird sort of fascination, obsession with this album, and I don't know how, I don't know how I got into them, I don't know why I keep keep going back to them, but they are always, always I've always had them, I've had the CD, when we moved into the iPods, it was always on my iPods, and then on my phone, it was always, it's always on there, because it never used to be on Australian Spotify, and now it is. Great. It's, it's an album I'll always put on to whatever phone or whatever I'm listening. It's always on there. You got an album like that? That's just always. It's your first sort of. It's always going to be wherever you go. Yeah, loads of them. I'd say definitely, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Regardless, it's always going to always be. Always going to be there. Right. Okay. Fat of the land. It's always there. I've, I've, that's an album that I, I, I can't, like. I'll listen to every album apart from that album by the Prodigy. Because well, it's overplayed, and so when I hear it, I want to I want to push it out. I want to push it out. I want to push it, and then I'll listen to it. Um, Blue Lines, Massive Attack. Okay, that's always staples. Staples. Right, let's talk about the band. So formed in '96 in Dublin, Ireland, they were Mark Greeny and Fergal Matthews. They both met at Belvedere College, a secondary boys' school in Dublin. 
They made friends due to the mutual admiration for Joy Division Nirvana and what Matthews called Greenie's cool jacket. I had a cool jacket at school. It got stolen. Uh, just walked up to Mark. I didn't know him at all, says drummer Fergal Matthews, who only had one drum lesson before realising that he was this generation's Keith Moon. I knew he played guitar and he had a jacket that I thought was really nice, so I thought I'd give him a shot. The two settled on the name JJ72, which is a window at Belvedere College made from 72 jam jars. Could I tried so hard to find a picture of this. Because in my mind, it's literally a window of jam jars. Like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's actually like the glass from jam jars is yes, the window pane? Yes, yes, yes. But in my mind, it's just a row of jam jars in mm. a pane. I reckon it'll be all different colours and stuff, different greens and stuff. Couldn't find a picture of it. Yeah. Not one. Oh. If anyone has a picture Shame of it. found the album. Oh. This is what it's going to be like. going to be like. Uh, they went through, trialling three bass players, but none stuck, so continued on as a duet. Recorded a demo, however, got no joy with local record companies. Stop. They played a concert at Behan's Pub in Dublin, backed by a string quartet, and were asked to appear on local TV. They then recruited Hilary Woods, who Greeny had known for several years and was apparently pretty new to learning the bass. Mark, we were getting nothing done, so we thought we would get a nice girl in the band. Our first rehearsal was the very first time she had picked up a bass. That's pretty crazy, right? That is quite crazy. Okay. They recorded a second demo and targeted the UK, playing several gigs there before getting a full page write-up in select, literally the week after they left school. So I want you to change the way you think a little bit. They just left school. Even on the Ash episode, you went, "Ah, you know, they literally just left school. Kudos to them. Just JJ72. Well done. Okay. All right, I'll take it. There are aspects of this album, like, even if When we get into it, I'll give you my full thoughts. Okay. Just in your head. Just left school, right? Great. Okay. Learn to play the bass. Learn to play the drums. Said every band ever. Anyway, let's go. (laughs) John Mullen of Select. But after listening to their first release, it's impossible to tell that this is a band in their infancy... Blessed with a dense yet intricate guitar sound, it's Mark's vocals that moves from gently feminine to forlorn growl. Can't wait till we talk about that. When they were asked about gigs, Mark said, We played some really odd places. In Cambridge, we played to a room full of goths, and somehow they got into it. It was nice meeting them afterwards as well. Hello, my name is Conrad. I'm the Prince of Darkness. Jesus. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> what the, did you... This album is the Prince of Darkness. <sighs> Uh, did they have, at university, did they have goths? Yeah, like goths, emos. Was emo a thing back then? Yeah, rave, ra- ravey kids, like um, like Adidas wearing kids, like tons, like everyone had their... Click. Kind of. Um, but yeah, there was the ones that always walked about miserable. If you could, what would you be? If you, if you hadn't got into Britpop, would you have gone down a goth... Metal. Nah. Nah. I'm too happy for that. (laughs) But genuinely. (laughs) Like, I'm too positive a person. Like, I can't... Like, I could try and be sad. But I'd be practising. Oh, I'm really sad. Let's listen to some death metal and be even sadder. Nah. You know, you are a happy person. Yes, I couldn't... I don't understand it. Sometimes annoyingly so. See what I mean? So I'd be the worst goth. Imagine me being an emo. Uh, (laughs) Shall we go out and just play the garden? (laughs) 
It's a lovely day. Come on, let's go. 100%. <laughs> but you sounded right today. <laughs> uh, right, this article and some play from Radio 1, Mark's Radcl- Mark Radcliffe, led to interest from Dublin-based Sony sub-level Lakota Records, who signed the band in 1999. So, a Sony sub-level just signed these guys just out of school. Okay. The self-titled debut came out in 2000 in the slot on Top of the Pops. Did you watch the Top of the Pops video I put? Oh, you didn't. It's amazing, right? So if you haven't seen it, go back in our Twitter feed and have a look at it. Because it is, you know, they, they play live, right? Which is quite rare for Top of the Pops. And first minute, it's all normal. And then they just let rip. And it sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it's really, really good. I'll do that today. They supported Embrace, U2 and Coldplay. Again, just out of school, right? They also supported Muse on a tour of Europe and headlined the Enemy Brats tour and went to Japan. Now, I didn't know this, but they released a second album, right? The second album was called Eye to Sky, which was released in 2002. Number 20... Uh, and went to number five in Ireland. Now, I'm going to read you. Right, I bought the album off eBay. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy it, right? So I bought it, got mm-hmm. it shipped over from the UK, and there's a sticker on the front, right? I want you to read. I'm going to read some of the comments. You know, like how on a, a book sometimes they have quotes around the quality of the book. Right. Uh, Michael Parkinson, Radio 2. New Vintage is excellent. Simply outstanding, Tony Hatch. A breath of fresh air. That's Dan Black. Uh, who we haven't talked about. We should talk about him sometimes. This one. Yorkshire's answer to Harry Connick Jr. The Sunday Express. But they're not from Yorkshire. No, no. No, no. Just talk to me about that. Harry Connick Jr. Well, I don't even know how that's even the same. Do you think this is the wrong sticker for the album? A hundred percent. It's a picture of it there. I might have someone picked up this expecting Harry Connick Jr. And they're not from Yorkshire. Yeah, I mean... So who's... What was that quote? I'm going to Google it right now. JJ72, Eye to Sky. Right. Let's read the quote. I'm going to Google that. So Yorkshire... Yorkshire's answer to Harry Connick Jr. from the Sunday Express. Yorkshire's... Okay, new vintage is excellent. Okay, simply outstanding. Yep, breath of fresh air. Okay, all right. Yorkshire's answer to Harry Connick Jr. Let's see what it comes up with. Okay, I'll keep going. So there's two singles off that album, Formulae, which went to number 28, and Always and Forever, which went to number 43. All Music wrote, It would be wrong to view the album as an indication of a sophomore slump because JJ's 72 uh, debut sets the peg so high into the stratosphere. Eye to Sky is a rewarding but difficult album that unleashes its charms over time. There's no denying that Atmosphere has taken the lead over songwriting prowess. Uh, and one can't help and think that JJ72 somehow got sidetracked on their journey to creating a second instant classic. But like the debut, the album leaves, leaves the listeners clamouring for more of Grainy's Flights of Fancy. Um, so the album that that sticker belongs to... Go on. ...is um, New Vintage by Peter Grant. <laughs> so Anyone who likes a great crooner, please get hold of the 18-year-old Yorkshire lad Peter Grant's new CD, New Vintage. It's just great. Right. Yorkshire suave answer to Harry, Harry Connick Jr. cleverly blends swing standards with R&P pop swagger, a star in the mate, mating. Making. Um, 
top five jazz by the time. Sounds rubbish. So So you know what that is? They've they've done old school, which is obviously the C D case is broke and the person has slipped this in there. And not realised. And not realised. Anyway. So I would rather have Peter Grant new vintage. Right. Uh, in 2003, bassist Hilary Woods left the band, replaced by Sarah Fox, formerly of The Fangs and The Valves, a Canadian rock outfit. In an interview with Hot Press, it's been, a, it's been great to team up with Mark and Fergal, she told Hot Press. I'm proud to be part of such a great band and I'm very excited about our future together. It's been a very transitional time for us, the band's lead singer and main songwriter Mark said. We've been finding our new sound for this album by bringing in Sarah and encompassing her musical background and ideas into the framework. We've also taken some time to create a new energy and momentum for the band. So what did Hillary say? Because she left the band, right? Mm-hmm. I was incredibly young, but I don't think you feel old. I don't think you feel old at the age of 17 or 18. It was my first experience of being in a band and I was on tour with all men. There were no women on tour. I missed my sisters and friends and it was full on pretty grueling touring schedule. When you're in a successful band and touring so much, there isn't a lot of time for that. And I knew that I was very much the bass player in someone else's band, in that the lead singer and guitarist Mark wrote the songs. That dynamic was very much set up, and I knew after two albums it was time for me to leave. Must be incredibly lonely if you're the only female. Uh, Back to JJ72, they released new music from an upcoming third album in 2005. The new song, She's Gone, charting at 136. (laughs) And Coming Home, Coming Home did do better, it got to number 52, as well as he started a tour to promote the new album. However, it didn't come out. Even though it was completed, it didn't get released. Um, Apparently a big supporter of the band at Sony had moved on to another company and Sony's fundings had been slashed with the merger with BMG. So gone. The album is missing. On 26th of June 2006, JJ72 issued a press release announcing they were to split up after 10 years, citing a struggle with their record label as their main reason for the split. This press release began by borrowing John Dons. He's an old English poet. Okay. Uh, Epitaph and Red. Reader, we are, we are to let thee know in JJ's, JJ's 70, JJ72's body only lies below. For could the grave JJ's soul comprise, earth would be richer than the skies. Then it says, JJ was, JJ72 was born during an Easter many seasons ago. Today it dies on the cusp of midsummer 11 years later. Mark Greeny, Fergal and Sarah wish to express their deepest and darkest gratitude to all, those, <laughs> to all of those with impeccable taste who helped and supported the band. We remember everything from mechanical birds in Japan to angels arid as Arizona, from broken bones and Berlin birthdays to predatory Portsmouth spiders. Oh. For those who disliked and some and perhaps despised JJ72, thank you. How did beautiful photographs exist without a negative? Oh. Oh. Uh, we crafted two monuments of magnificence for the future oral pleasure and pain of all would be JJ believers and doubters. And for those who care not for the passing of the petulant, your powerful pup, shame on you. Thank you to Hilary Woods for being a dazzling damsel. And thank you to all who played music in with the band. You know who you are. What do you think of that? Great. That's it? Okay. Well written. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. All right. All right. After JJ72. So Mark Green went solo for a bit and then formed a new band called Concerto for Constantine, who got some good support slots with the Smashing Pumpkins and Snow Patrol. However, only released an EP and went quiet in 2009. He's been in a few bands since then. However, Greeny is now the head of education at the British and Irish 
Modern Music Institute. Woohoo! That's pretty cool. Jeez. Uh, Fergal Matthews lives in Norway now and plays the drum for a band called Blood Evan. I think I've said that right. Blood Evan. Hilary Woods. I want to talk about her. Okay. Did you do your homework? Yep. Right. Hilary Woods went on to study literature and film in college, created artwork, artwork which is all sold out on her website and has since released an album called Colt in 2018, which is on Spotify. I asked you to listen to that. Yeah. Okay, so describe the sound. Okay. So, I listened to this album. You, first of all, you really, you were like, what was your words? You were just... Dreading it. Dreading it, that's right. You said dreading it. I'm going to take that back. Oh, go on. What a pleasant surprise. Beautiful album, stunning voice. Very moving. The way I would describe this album is ethereal. Oh, snaps! Um, inhaler, prodigal dog, take him in, Jesus said, sever and limbs. This is not an album to listen to if you are already feeling upset. Yes. Um, but wow, that is a stunning piece of music. Like, it's a beautiful album. So, I was right. Well, you didn't give. You didn't tell me if you liked it or not. You just asked me to listen to it, and I was like, "Oh, it's the same as this nonsense," which makes me anyway. We'll t- which makes me realise it's not her fault. The singer in JJ seventy two sings the way he sings. Yeah, she's clearly a talented musician. Mm-hmm. That was a very. It's very like it's ethereal. It's moving. It's not. What does an it easy sound like? Listen. What does it sound like? How would you describe the sound? Ethereal. That's how it sounded. Sounds like anyone. would it sound like no like it's kind of it's hard it's hard it's isn't it dark. yeah I thought it's about it it's kind of like there's a little it's like a mixture if you if you if you mesh together Kate Bush and Damien Rice okay okay but I mean that would be it's very different it's very unique yeah, and it's, but it's just a, it's a beautiful piece yeah, of music stunning but you didn't see that coming no I didn't I'm glad because I'm if you'd have come in going oh that's nice that's good right yeah, so yeah you know, there's a great interview with um, on the Irish Times with her, um, showing how hard she had to work post JJ seventy two. Um, you know what she was in this big, this successful band for a short amount of time, and then left the band, and then how she carried on her life, and she was a single mum, and all the work that she's done, and this album in 2018 is, is fantastic it's gorgeous I think you've described it really well and then she's done artwork which I said is her artwork is stunning mm, and it's sold it's out too. right yep. her website is brilliant like it's actually it's a stunning website it, it celebrates her music and her artwork really well and the interview that she gave with Irish Times she's really honest really personal and it just very talented. Very, very talented. So I'm, I'm really happy very that you like that. Very talented. Great so. artwork. That album, I didn't know what I was expecting. And it, it, like it blew me away. You have to be it, in the right yeah, frame of mind yeah, for it. Yeah, You're right. You it has to be at night with a glass of wine. Glass of wine. Chilling out. Definitely. Couldn't, I mean, so I'll be honest, first play in the car driving to work. Ooh, it's not enough oh, that. And I was like, oh, come on, be listen again. And then the other night, I was home alone and then I put it on. And it's having a gin. I would say it's like and cooking your like, dinner. Oh, yeah, and I was like, wow, this is stunning. Yeah, good. Atmospheric. Lovely. 
love well done like i'm so happy about that so even if you don't like jj72 which clearly so you don't go and have a t- take the time out no go and listen do to that yeah. so different you wouldn't even if somebody had said to me that yeah you can't there, there's no nothing not even close nothing yeah um so she toured a lot last year around uh, USA and Europe. So far, she's only got one gig coming up in April in Amsterdam. Um, HillaryWoods.com is her website. Go and have a look. Simply fantastic. So Sarah Fox uh, played bass for a band called Luther and has since left the band and is now a graphic designer in London. There is, if you uh, really like JJ72, there is a Planet Rock Profiles piece that's a half an hour on YouTube. And it's really, really good interview. Like, they're nice guys in the band um, talks about the journey you know Mark how actually he's really quietly spoken so he kind of he's really soft and gentle and he's a nice guy and there's sort of two parts to his vocals right there's a soft part and then there's a rock part um, look really nice band if you like JJ72 go out and, and have a watch of that you ready to get into the tracks oh thank god <laughs> hey some good come out of this week you got to listen to Hillary Woods right okay we open with October Swimmer. The only good song on the album. Okay, I strongly disagree. But, so, I sort of said to you, which song do you want to play, right? Now, I'm going to give you the option. I'm going to give you Oxygen or October Swimmer for the song that we want to play. I hate Oxygen. <laughs> Alright, okay, so we'll, we'll play October Swimmer in a second. So, um... Released first of November ninety nine, and then released again on the fourth of November two thousand. It got to number twenty nine. The video, JJ seventy two's videos are awesome. They're really cool. They always start really slow, and then all of a sudden they just rise and rise and rise, and things get destroyed. Uh, so they're playing in a room at the peak of the song. Fire start burning around them, and they play in the fire. It's awesome. Uh, I talked about the top of the pops performance for the song. I think this is a great start to the album. His voice is amazing. Right, is this, not, is this the time we talk about his voice? His voice is amazing. It's the worst voice I've heard in my entire life. Can't stand it. Like, it just grates. And it's a shame because musically they're not that bad. Like, they're not. You pause his vocals, they're not bad songs. Mm-hmm. Still wouldn't really like the album mm-hmm. because there's, like... We'll get into other ones. Like, I hate Undercover Angel. hate Long Waste. I hate... Like, genuinely don't even like the music. Mm-hmm. But his vocals... <laughs> Look, they're not for everyone. Do you know what it sounds like? Do you know, like if you were to put your head underwater and then try and sing? That is rubbish. That's what it sounds like. No, it doesn't. Out of tune. Head underwater, try and sing out of tune. Rubbish. What is that? Stop it. Hate it. Like, really. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, it's worse than. Don't even. Worse than the Reef vocalist. Whoa! That's a big call for you. Because he actually can sing, I just don't like the style. Yeah, okay. Um, On a par with Cooler Shaker. Oh, that was... Okay. Um, Um, I'm trying to think if you put... What one out of the three episodes? What would I hate most? This. (laughs) Actually, it's this. Look, I, I, I understand, and I will talk... Re- ab- I think it's Reef. I will talk about his vocals a little bit later on. There are... Look, I... 
like his vocals. I think they're very, they're, no one else sings like him. I mean, that's fair to say. And that's good news. Shut up. So, and I like that it's different, it's unique. I like there's two sides to his vocals. There's this soft and gentle side, and then when the rock hits, he can, he can sing and belt it out. And I like that. There are times, there are times, which I will get into in this album, when his vocals are a little bit too much, and they're a little bit off-putting, okay? But, that's as far as I'm going to go, because I actually, I actually like his uniqueness as a singer. And that's, you know, we've got JJ72 next week in the one-liners, right? And that his voice is very polarizing, right? Some people go, yep. Some people go, no. So for me, this is very, look, they are clearly talented musicians. Mm -hmm. Let's not take that away from them. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were out of school, amazing, whatever. They've written 12 songs that, let's be honest, I could write. Um, No, you couldn't. No. But I don't like it. So the thing is, this is where like music does become this thing where it is around taste. It's the same as music, movies, it's the same as whatever. You either like it or you don't. Mm. The, ra- the reality for me is I genuinely dislike this album. <laughs> I'm not having a crack at them. <laughs> like, they've obviously put their heart and soul to this. This is a piece of art, this is a piece of work. Yeah. And for them, you know, that I congratulate them, right? Because there's a lot of people that like this. And there is, there are musically in this album. You can tell that they're talented, and to write songs like that, even lyrically, you go, okay, great. And especially given their age, the voice, though, again, is one of those things that are polarizing. But there's so many people's vocals in other bands that are polarizing too. Mm. Sometimes I'll land in favor of the vocal and go, love it. Some, like Liam Gallagher, Ian Brown, let's talk about them. It's the same deal. Some people go, that is tone deaf, that is her, I can't even. But I can. So it's the same here. So as much as I dislike this album, and yeah. I will never, ever, 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 ever put any on it again, and I'm glad it's going to be over, I do congratulate them. One, clearly they have a lot of fans. Two, this was a successful album. You clearly enjoy it. These are well-written songs. And they're talented. I just want to get that out there because I'm not just going to hammer them, but I just don't like it. Okay, cool. Fine. No, that's no, fine. Um, lyrics. So I think it was uh, one of the guys in the band were asked about the lyrics. The lyrics on this album are so bizarre and make, like, trying to understand them or decipher them is just really hard, right? And I think they admitted that for the first album they just wrote what they were thinking, whether or not it made sense or not. And then for the second album, Ice Sky was more personal and so that people could connect to it, right? So I want to read you the lyrics from this song. The dreams of dying mothers, I awoke my insides shuddered. The grey coats of the infantry, victims looking for sympathy. The splash of October swimmers, the cheers of a Helsinki winners. My barbed, bar- my barbed bones of futility, leaking morrow of ability. I don't need anyone, you don't need anyone, I want to be a happy boy. This means you must employ my lies. When I want you, I need, I don't need anyone. I mean, that's just out of school. That's what I'm saying, like, I can't... I mean, so, um, from Steve Harris. This is an amazing song from an amazing album. I was convinced JJ72 would be massive. The haunting song has a number of possible clues in the lyrics, and I've often pondered the connections... Bizarrely, I keep coming back to the 1940s and Adolf Kiefer in particular. Do you know who this is? I don't know who this is. 
Kiefer was an American Olympic record-holding uh, record holding swimmer who was set to shine at the 1940 Olympics in October in Japan. These games never happened and were changed due to Helsinki in August, which in turn failed to take place because of the war. During the war, Kiefer served in the Navy as a trainer and was seemingly haunted by the amount of GIs killed on sunken carriers due to being unable to swim. His campaign to teach swimming techniques is recognised as saving many lives. During the war, his own abilities lessened uh, and he never competed again, although he was deemed an, a national hero. The dreams of dying mothers is an odd one, but again, he was very vocal in support of mothers and their overwhelming contribution to family life, plus many mothers would have nightmares about their serving sons. Adolf went on to invent, create swimwear and equipment, and his name is synonymous with the world of swimming. Wow. Okay. Uh, October Swimmer, look, you've, uh, you've buckled a little bit. I'm going to play it. Good luck. Dying mother, I awoke. My insides shudder. The grey coats of the infantry, victims looking for sympathy and splash of October swimmers. The dream. Of a sink you win
Undercover Angel. <sighs> Love song on the album. Oh, really? Oh, God. I don't think so. All of it. This is me being back to my normal uncharitable self. This is awful. No, disagree. Downright awful. No. Musically, lyrically, vocals, whole thing. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. Oh, God, just... Uh, I disagree. Another, I actually another strong st- song, and you can see at this point you either love or hate Greeny's vocals. However, the chorus is fantastic. I actually really. I thought. What, is it just this? Everything. Everything about this. Well, I disagree, and we're playing Undercover Angel. But the on Oxygen this is come on this is a great great song don't like it what do you mean you don't like it so this is their third single 26th August 2000 got to number 23 uh, they play in this deserted manor country house and then all of a second they just go nuts and start um, destroying all their equipment um, 3 for 3 this is another excellent song the guitar riff before the chorus kicks in is just phenomenal and then the, go- the chorus kicks in and then I'm all in They've got a lot of strings in this song, which is phenomenal. I don't know if that ties back to the uh, producer from Attack of the Grey Lanterns. The way it ends with the violins is stunning. Can't believe. You and I were going so hard. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's a bit of oxygen. I'd already sung it because that's basically singing the clip of oxygen me singing no one's going to know the difference <laughs> really nice again four out of four strings are gorgeous it's much softer it's much quieter song um, I really enjoy Willow I'm just I'm just going to talk by myself for the next 20 minutes done Willow playing it
Surrender. Come on. You gotta be with me on surrender. No. <laughs> My favourite song on the album is Surrender. I think it's blissful. I think the vocals work so well in this. The guitar work, it just I've wrote it's I melt when I hear this. It's fantastic. Um, it's when the chorus hits, I'm all in. Simply magnificent. This is my song, and this to me. I know you've got the other big hitters, Oxygen and October Swimming and stuff. This song is a showcase of how good JJ72 were. Surrender.
You can't laugh. That's it. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait. When you pick, I'm going to be really mean when you give me someone that you want to listen to and they're crap. But I'm not. Because you're going to like them. Because I'm going to pick good albums. I don't know what this was. A whole decade you had. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. Long Way South. Uh, second chart and single. Um, released in June 2000. They play in a warehouse. Very, very simple. No destroying or burning this time. It's a good song. I like the drums behind it. It's probably the weakest song of the album so far hate it but you're going to hate everything so just just don't bother not all of them okay so I'm not going to play Long Way South I don't think it's as strong Snow is the next song March 2000 the first top 100 single they released again in 2001 and it got to 79 in a massive empty apartment uh, one of the comments in the YouTube clips right it's an injustice that Coldplay are still a band and this band are not I know who I'd rather listen to. Yeah, so uh, a couple of people have listened to the Coldplay album. The new one. Yeah, and they're on Team Kev. Uh, yeah, you were outrageous. I slagged that album off. You gave it like a four. Right, so sometimes I mean, this is not... why you are, you fascinate me, because you're just desperate to get people on Team Kev. You'll do anything, sell your soul. I hated that album. Absolutely hated it. Four out of ten. That's a hate. Wait till you hear what this is getting. Like, that's... Th- there, was not, there was, I think, two good songs in it and they get the point for effort. Like, I think that was how that worked. I hated that album. Right. There is no Team or team Kev or Team Les with that Coldplay album. We both hated it. Oh, that, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Excellent song. So, back to Snow. Excellent song. Back in the game. Little bit similar to some of the previous songs, but still good. The last minute is excellent with the slow breakdown at the end. Very dreamy way to end the song. I like Snow. Want to play it? Darkness show. Children go cursing at the wrong Broken down. Okay. It's about this time that I realised that JJ72 lyrics are really hard to decipher. Especially given that they were in their late teens when they wrote. Because, I mean, to be fair, you could have... You talked about Blossoms and their writing on the last album. This, the lyrics, so for this. Uh, oh, these guys, they absolutely shit all over the lyrics of Blossoms. Like, the Blossoms album is written by someone that you think is 12. At least, and this is the thing, the, the lyrics, they may not make sense, but they clearly are smart. Yes. Because if that October Summer song is written about that, that's clever. That's like, this is the thing. They're clearly talented and they were obviously very deep. And like, there's a different level of talent. The lyrics of the Blossoms, Man, she's your girlfriend, I want to be in a room for... Oh, geez. Like, that's grim. Mm-hmm. These are, whether you can decipher or not, 
are not lyrics that would naturally just fall out of your head. Okay. I give like point for that. Okay. All right. Uh, broken down. happy with the next couple I feel the album starts to slip and I know you're laughing about that (laughs) (laughs) where have you been I I like JJ72 I do feel that there's two kind of halves to this album a little bit and especially around this mark it starts to lose a bit of ground and you find the formula that JJ72 use has been you can start to see it's been repeated a fair bit um Improv, not a fan of this. I don't think it should be on the album. Maybe it's the placing. Um, lyrics, I've chosen everything. This is what makes it so bad. No matter what the action situation was created by me, my life is different. This grey streets will only get me down. They will never fool me and integrate me as a clown. Um, so I don't like improv, but release me 88. My favourite JJ72 song. To me, this is about failing in life. Failing to meet up to the standard that other people can reach so easily, which I cannot match if I try. The song is about realising that you're not as good as others, even if you try. Um, improv, not a standout for me. No. Do you have any thoughts about that apart from you just don't like it? <laughs> no. Okay, moving on. Not like you. I didn't. I actually had this down to play until I'm in the car on the way here. And I was like, you know what? This just isn't that good a song. No. So, you know, I, I actually found... This is probably the first bit where I start to struggle a little bit with the vocals is the last two tracks. Just a little bit. Um, I don't know what it is. The second part of this album just just sort of doesn't drag me in as much as the first. Um, so I'm going to skip Not Like You. Oh. Now. Shame. Algeria. Uh, last release from JG72. Didn't chart. Play to an empty concert video. Play to an empty concert venue. Spliced with images on the TV being buried, buried in soil, which is weird. Good song again here. However, I'm starting to feel it's a little bit samey-samey. But at least I understand the lyrics because the lyrics are pretty easy. Spring it dies. Summer arrives. Summer dies. Autumn arrives. Autumn dies. Winter arrives. <laughs> Forever and ever and ever and ever. That was the lyrics. So, Algeria, I'm not a fan of that either. So I've just gone three tracks now where I'm like, ah. Uh. But, Bumblebee, what did you think of the last track? Four out of ten. 
but okay, okay, for a person who doesn't like the album, well, yeah, it's a, it, you're putting it up there with Coldplay, aren't you? <laughs> um, Demolition Lover on Song Meanings. This is my funeral anthem. Wow. Mm. Is it hurrah? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. It starts really slow, but quickly builds up uh, and builds and builds. It gets quite grungy, quite rocky at the end. Um, it's too sh- yeah, it's too short to be a hurrah because it's only about three minutes long and then there's a secret track, which is um, Astoria, but that's not on Spotify, so I, I couldn't find it. So I didn't hear that. Um, Bumblebee will play to take us out of the episode. Actually, quite a good song as well, right? So, reviews. Obviously, I don't need to get yours, but I'll get your score in your second. Kildar Jane, uh, John, three out of five. 14 years ago, soon those frost glazed years became 20 years ago, then 100 years ago. Time loss scurrying to make it sense of its own linearity. Trapped beneath icebergs comes JJ72's fraught, emotionally wired template. Mark Greeney's twisted hernia semantics. It's an interesting little adjective. Mm. Yeah. Hilary Wood's cyborg base. What do you think that means? Like um, a cyborg with a base. Brilliant. Fergal Matthews doing the job enforcing hidden meanings. Something that Does becomes. This guy know how to write. Something that becomes somewhat self-intuitive given that Greeny's focus stays on distinct opaque bees he convinces himself are buzzing around his bonnet. Trudging in deep underfoot alpine conditions, JJ72's work is cut out, keeping stamina at maximum. Sounds replicating the toil of haku disciplines. Actually, that's not a bad line. The thoughts put towards overtly uh, leaning on lampposts often too concerned within any ray of sun they can catch to care too much about these foibles. All too grim to really nail down whatever Zeke's they were take, taking drags from. So grim, chances are they won't have enough spirit left to laugh at being yet another Irish band called British. 3 out of 5. The Real Rico. Although I actually prefer its follow-up, which I went through my rating system, JJ's 72 eponymous debut ended up with the same score, a solid 8. It's an indie rock record with lashings of pop thrown in. You can hear a big placebo influence on the album. Do you get that? Placebo. Oh, look, potentially. I could, yeah, I could see that. Okay. Uh, Who would have been at their creative peak just before this came out? How much better could this band have been if their lead singer wasn't such a knob? (laughs) They They had the songs but thought they were the Smashing Pumpkins or Radiohead as opposed to the next Smashing Pumpkins or Radiohead. Anyway, back to the record. It's got plenty to like and bar a couple of duds is an excellent record overall. Tez... Catlicapoca 4 out of 5 I fear I may have come to hate this soon enough but somehow they are still seemingly pleasantly satisfying in their ebullient teenage way Muse, Placebo and even the underrated Ultrasound all tread the same territory but such rampant over the top approach to each song makes it all the more difficult to build a consistent career while walking in the thin line between being ridiculous and exciting Les go on then what'd you give it? Three out of ten. Okay, why'd you give it three? So one point for effort. <laughs> one point for October Swimmer. Okay. And then one point... I don't know. Oh, I could put it back to two. But one point because I should maybe be night or for you, maybe? Okay. Alright, I'll, th- I'll take the point. Okay. 
Um, I would say if I was in my when I was younger, I would have easily given this album an eight or nine because I really like this album. Um, now, does it stand up as much as there are still some still some great great songs on this album? Does it taper away at the end? Yes. Does the voice polarizing? Yes. I'd probably hand out, have it about a six or a seven, right? Okay. What's your thought on that? That's fair. Then I feel like it was a waste of an episode. You could have picked something better. <laughs> but that's the point of the exercise, right? I was right? really hoping that every album... That I really wanted you to have convictions. I actually am proud of you having convictions to pick this because you know you were... As soon as you picked it, you know I was going I to come it. at you. I knew it. So well done. That's what makes the episode, You right? get the point for that. That's what you get the point for, your convictions. So three. Um, but, you know... We had a we had a lot of albums in a decade. <laughs> but this was special to me when I was younger. It was an album that only I, I liked. Give it a, you got to give it a rating because we're going to add them up. Pick one. Uh, seven. It makes no difference, but yeah. <laughs> Great. So the Doves got sixteen out of twenty. Oh, yeah. that's not fair. And JJ seventy two have ten out of twenty. Okay. Barely a pass mark. Two and a half out of ten. Two out, two and a half out of five. I always double go back to the five Why? star. <laughs> um, so look, the band no longer together. Um, probably the only thing I would suggest, and Les sort of talked to it as well. Go check out Hillary Woods. Ready for the next album, which is listener choice. So I've got two whole episodes without you having to get a choice again. Oh yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, you amazing. Did. I, I put more faith in our listeners than you. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what's coming next with from you. Dear Lord. Right. Andy. Andy. Andy, Andy, Andy. What have you picked, mate? He's picked a good one. He's picked a good one. Has he? So he's picked a Britpop band that Ooh. carried over into the next decade. Okay, controversial, because that's not always good. Can't wait to talk about this album. I see. And I cannot wait to talk about this band. It's Supergrass. Oh, <gasps> okay. And the album is Road to Ruin. No. Oh god, that was a deep sigh. Why is that a deep sigh? This is I'm not massively familiar with this album. Oh good. Good. But you know, I have obviously listened to it a few times. It's gonna be a hell of a lot better than this. So um it's very different to their sound though. Correct. So I think this will be part of the discussion. Correct. This is not super grass as you know them. No. And that's why some people liked it and some people don't. Um, so I'm re- looking forward to talk there's a lot in this album too like researching it there's a lot to talk about as well so I'm, I'm good and who are we going to see? we're going to see Supergrass woohoo yes when? May just clap that claps for Supergrass so we're seeing in the same week Supergrass on a Tuesday and then on Saturday we're seeing the Blue Tones amazing Tuesday uh, I mean a Tuesday gig is ridiculous right you want some beers at Supergrass yeah don't still you? will <laughs> Um, we're done. How do you feel? Relieved. <laughs> um, looking forward to getting Look, on with I'm my day glad, now. I'm glad you were professional through the whole thing. You know, and, you know, I... I am a true professional. You are. But that's... I'm so pleased I'd never have to listen to that. <laughs> I just can't or talk about it or just even think about it. And I'm hoping, like, from... And then from moving... And I get... Well, obviously we've got Road to Ruin, that'll be exciting, and then it's me again. Then it's you again. And then... And then I'm going to pick something I know you won't like again. That's just silly. <laughs> because right now, because I'm, I'm keeping the chart 
So right now, Doves are in the lead. Obviously. 20. Yeah, okay. So let's see if we... Uh, I feel it's sabotage. That's what it's doing. I feel that... Um, I really, really doubt JJ72 will not be bottom. <laughs> Reef released some albums in 2000 plus. <sighs> right, let's get out of here. So thank you, everyone. We're on Britpop Banter, Facebook and Twitter, or email us, BritpopBanter at gmail.com. We will see you in two weeks for Supergrass Road to Ruin. Right, we're out. See you later. Bye.